I call this like the Sunday night, look at your calendar for the week. If there's anything and anybody you're meeting with that makes you go, uh, just get rid of it. Like you've outgrown those people. Do not waste your time. Instead, add in things like, oh my God, I've got Bronwyn on Thursday. I can't wait till Thursday with Bronwyn. Hello, my friend. Welcome. Before we dive in today, I just want to offer you something. Here's what it is. What if you could start every Monday morning with an easy but powerful thought experiment designed to turbocharge your communication and executive presence? What if you could turbocharge your communication and executive presence on a weekly basis for free? Well, that is what you will get when you sign up for my weekly newsletter. Just head to bronwyncommunications.com forward slash subscribe. And Bronwyn is spelled B-R-O-N-W-Y-N. Communications, all spelled out, dot com forward slash subscribe. And as a bonus, at the end of each month, I do a favorite things roundup of stuff I'm into, like books, articles, podcasts, and even some retail therapy moments. Anyway, it's good time. And at this point in my life, I'm still able to read every email response I get from you guys. And I try and respond to every single one of them. Now, if you're listening to this into the distant future, maybe like my future self will be so fancy and famous. She'll like live on a cloud and ride a unicorn to work every day. Maybe that future self won't be able to read every email. But as of right now, I totally read my emails from you guys. So it's just a great way to stay connected. And I'm sort of distancing myself a little bit more from social media. So it really is the best way to stay connected. So head over there, bronwyncommunications.com forward slash subscribe, and I'll see you there. Okay, on with the show. Have you ever had the urge to make a change, to step out and try something new, only to be halted by the thought, I'm too old. I'm too old to try and paint. I'm too old to try and start a new career. I'm too old to find love. I'm too old to strike out on my own. I'm too old to whatever. Well, if you have, you need a shot of Jen freaking marples in your life. And that is what I'm about to serve up because Jen marples has one thing to tell you. You are not too fucking old. That's literally the message of her entire platform. And the timing couldn't be better because today might just be the beginning of an entirely new direction for you after listening to this. Jen Marples is a champion of the midlife woman and a cheerleader for all women. She's an entrepreneur, motivational speaker, podcaster, coach, and leader in the midlife women's empowerment movement. Yes, that's a thing. Thank God. She puts midlife women first and preaches, you're not too fucking old to do whatever the flock you want. Jen hosts the Jen Marples Show podcast, which was recently featured in Marin Magazine, Tiburon Belvedere Magazine, and Malibu Magazine. The show is dedicated to helping and inspiring midlife women embrace and rock the second and best half of life. With over 100 episodes to date, Jen has interviewed celebrities, experts, and authors, and shared valuable business and life advice. But not only that, she's got 25 plus years of marketing and public relations experience and had her own PR firm, Coa Communications, for 12 years. And those guys handled crisis and PR and corporate comms for big Fortune 500 companies. We're talking Whole Foods Market, Constellations Wines. She's been at it for a long 
time. And right now she's offering one-on-one private coaching, masterminds, workshops, and events. So she's in all the places doing all the things. And if you're feeling this conversation, you may want to jump into her right now mastermind, which apparently is life-changing. So go find her if you're interested. But anyway, let's get cracking. Here's Jen. So Jen, here's where I want to start this. Your podcast is called You're Not Too Fucking Old, which I love so much. It's so audacious and it's so true. And every time I think, you know what? I am getting so comfortable in my skin and I'm feeling my middle-aged self and this is great. I uncover a new pocket of myself that thinks I'm too fucking old, right? I'm constantly realizing how deeply entrenched my beliefs are around middle age and invisibility and not being relevant anymore. Like just when I think I'm becoming conscious and aware and evolved, I find new ways that I sabotage myself. So where I want to start with this is to ask, when you started this podcast, were you talking to yourself? And just for your point of clarity, when you look for the podcast, it actually is the Jen Markle show, but the tagline and my mantra and my reason for being and the thing I shot from the rooftops is you're not too fucking old. And Thank the second you. part of that is to do whatever the fuck you want. So the answer to your question is no, I wasn't always here. I'm 53 now. And when I turned 50, even I was really lamenting it. I was like, 50, do I even post it on Instagram? What? At that point, yeah, I was like, and I'm this like, let's have a party. Where's the excuse for some good lighting and I'm out there and let me pose. Like, do I do this? And it was a real big inflection point. And I wrapped up my PR from a couple of years ago, was doing some consulting, but started doing these women's events and did coaching training and all this stuff. And I was really digging deep about who am I? What's next? And in that phase of when I was turning 50, I wasn't totally sure where I was going. And it happened to coincide with me kind of dipping my toe back into talking to some people. Like, do I want to? And by the way, I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years. So me talking to people and saying, do I want to go work for somebody lasted five minutes? Because I'm like, no, I can't ever do that again. (laughs) But I was talking to a lot of men and even other women. And just knowing, as you know, the PR game, especially in agency, it's a a young person's game unless you're high up in a corporate job. And those roles are rare. So I say all this because I was feeling shaky and unsteady. Yeah. Uh, where am I? How do I fit in? I know I'm good at this shit, but you got to pay me for it. I only want to bring somebody with 10 years experience. I'm like, well, I got like 25 plus. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through all that. So then I step back. I'm like, okay, this is not for me. I know I need to work for myself. And then I slowly started putting things together and launched the podcast. But in that realm, I want to say about two years ago, one day I woke up and said, Okay. I felt like I was been tapped by the hand of God almost. And I said, all right, I'm going all in on serving women. And I did the scariest thing. I went to the Instagrams and I said, this is who I am. I was 51 at the time. I said, I am 51. This is what I did. This is what I do. This is how I intend to serve. And I just basically said to myself, fuck it. I got something I need to say. And I have to stand in this power, which is my age. Because I also don't feel... I don't know what we're all supposed to feel, by the way, in our 50s, because I have more energy and passion now than I did when I was 30. Yeah. And I did immediately come up with this rallying cry, you're not too fucking old. I'm just like, I got to go out and show that a woman at this age can be dynamic and brilliant, hot, sexy, 
fun, all of the things yep. because yep. society has told us where we need to be. And by society, I mean, old fucking white men who have made all the rules. I mean, we love the white men. We're married to some of them, but I'm into white guy. He's fine, but still, it's like he's fine. He's fine. It's not against the the white guy, but just that we all know the corporate America was built by the patriarchy, and it served them well for them and by them. Right. So we need to get our seat. So I'm like, I feel like I'm an activist at my core. But Mm -hmm. if I don't go out and say this is my age. I'm doing a disservice to everyone. And then as I kept going and going and going, then things just started unfolding. And I'm like, you know what? You're not too fucking old. Mm -hmm. And I was talking to a dear friend of mine, Lee Kerr, who owns a PR firm and I was going back and forth with the tagline. And she's like, just say fuck, Jen. She's like, just say it. And I'm like, yeah, I got to. It'll be the name of a book. I'm getting it trademarked because it has passion behind it. Yep. And I've talked to so many women, other women who are doing this work to kind of get the middle-aged woman voice out there, whatever you yes. want to say. I don't, even, I don't like the term middle age. I, I hate like it too, Jen. It all is just gross. Like the greatest time of life is ahead. Agreed. And I know we're just getting better, smarter. We've got all those decades of like experience and years behind us. Mm-hmm. And it's really just, it's the systems and the structures that make yep. us feel that we're too old. Cause in other countries and other systems, you're like, you're revered. Oh, you know, yeah. like, it'd be like France where you look at the older woman who's like fabulous and running around is like the sexiest thing known to mankind. It's like, can we take some of that? Yeah. So then all just sort of came to be. And then I'm like, and I make a point because I know I look younger than I am and people mm-hmm. almost say it accusingly, like, you don't look 53. I'm like, I don't know what I'm supposed to look like. I just yeah. know I look like I look and I'm 50 fucking three. And so I don't want you to think I'm 40. I want you to think I'm 53. Yeah. Cause I earned everything that you see on this face, which by the way, you do, you look about 33. God bless you. Well, thank you. And I know so for fuck's sake, I grew up in Hawaii. I have like white skin. I have wrinkles yeah. on my forehead, but you don't see them. Cause thank God for Botox. Exactly. But I do like younger and everything in spirit because I do yeah. believe when you're tapped into your purpose. Yeah. My kids aren't young anymore. They're all teenagers. They give me a different kind of anxiety than when they were so little. True. So, But true. I'm sure you look back at photos too. When yeah. the kids were younger. I was tired. Yeah. I was tired. It seeped through every like pore of my And we were trapped in that age. When I see these young mothers, you're still trapped in that stage of life where you think your job is to take care of 100% of everyone else's needs. And eventually you just get pissed about it and have a night out with the girls and get wasted and then be hung over for two days. And that was like how you coped. At least that's the women around me and how I coped. Uh And it makes me sad. Like the freedom, the upgrade that we get in our 40s that only gets stronger and only gets more powerful moving into 50s. I wish that wake up call could come sooner. Don't you look around at younger women and just say, God, honey, hang in there because you're about to get an upgrade. A total upgrade. And the thing is, I talked to a lot of young women too. 21-year-olds are like, you really helped me. Because the stuff I talk about, it's applicable to all ages. I just happen to be speaking directly to like the midlife woman, Gen X. Because we're always told we're too something, right? It's like when we're young, we're too young, you're too pretty, you're too fat, you're too thin, you're too loud, you're too quiet, you're too this and too that. And it's like never in the history of time defined by external sources will a woman ever be perfect. So just be yourself. Yep. And I was going to say too, when we were all going, and I hopefully I think the paradigm is shifting. I think with Gen Z, they're kind of questioning, like, am I happy? Is this 
self-fulfilling work. We were all on that hamster wheel of working, 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 working. Oh, it really sucks. It's really hard, but this is what it's all about. Death and taxes. Yes. <laughs> Our parents were. Yep. And you just kind of suffered and we never questioned or never thought that there was another way to do things. And then you're yeah. like, then you get married and then you throw kids in there. And it's like, yeah. you just keep piling on. Yeah. And we never stepped back. Yeah. Actually, are we happy? Do we like this? It's that societal thing. It's like following those little things go to college and then be successful and then you get married and then you have and kids you have and you all the babies. Things. Yeah. Yeah. And then now at this age, everyone's full people might've died. You got divorced or yep. you had a breakdown and you just can't take it anymore. Yeah. And so I do believe that at this stage, we tap more in, like you're saying this upgrade. And I think that upgrade allows us hopefully to say once and for all, like, fuck all of it. Like yeah. I'm just going to be me because it's tiring. It's adding another Exhausting. layer of stress on you to be somebody else. I agree. I agree. When you think about all the guests you've had on the Jen Marple show, what are the examples of women stepping out on faith knowing, you know what? I'm not too old. I'm going to fucking do it. Yeah. The beauty of it is it, there's so many. And so all of you know, I focus on female entrepreneurs of midlife. So women who have either been doing their thing for a while or women who've had a big pivot and came into something in midlife. And the one thing that's true for all is that it takes a lot of courage yeah, and trusting and getting to know yourself. Mm. You're not going to have any insights if you're going, 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 going. And so... The two gals that started Laughing Glass Margaritas. I mean, I love a margarita. And I, I love their them. story because they just saw, they saw a need in the marketplace. So like, we don't like these margaritas. It was a one trick pony kind of out there. So they're pre-made margaritas. They're two moms. Two Amazing. moms going, I don't like the margaritas out there. They each had kids and they started the company in their forties. They're in their fifties now. Booze is male dominated. So the deck was stacked against them. Wow. But they persisted because they knew they had a good idea and they just really believed in it. Yeah. And, and all their friends, they were making margaritas for their friends too. And they were like, yeah. why don't you bottle this? This is amazing. Yeah. And so they went and they did it. And then other women God. will come on. There's a lot of these stories of, I can't spend one more minute doing the thing I used to be doing. God, yeah. And one more minute doing it, I'll put myself in that camp. Yeah. I yeah. can do what I was doing for one more minute. Same. And then people pull back. Some people start things on the side. Other, yep. Others burn it down a lot, sadly. And I'll put myself in that camp. Went and went and went and went. Mm. Raised kids and did all this stuff and then burned out. Yeah, just completely burned out. And how did the burnout manifest for you, Jen? Were you just shattered, exhausted, grouchy? Or did you have health issues? Or like, how did burnout manifest for you? Oh my God, all of the above and then yeah. some. Yeah. To make a long story short... I had a PR firm in San Francisco. We did crisis communications, corporate communications. So a very intense work. Stressful. Um, and so anybody listening who's in PR, if you know, you know, it's a special club. Very intense. And I was living at the corner of Peyton Ashbury. My yep. husband is also an entrepreneur and I had three kids. So I had a son. And when he was two, I had twins. Oh, so shit. it was just a shit show. It was fine when my son was born, but we went from one to three very quickly then the wheels started to fall off yeah. on me. Everybody yeah. else was fine. Clients were fine. Employees were fine. Kids were alive. I was slowly dying. Yeah. I used to fantasize about punching out a window in the kitchen just so I could go to the hospital and be alone. Oh my God, yes. And that yeah. is a true story. I said, yeah. I just need to be I alone. I just want to be alone. And maybe yeah. if I punch a window, 
I can do it. <laughs> like, yeah. And the thing that pulled me back was like, geez, Jen, they're probably going to put me on a psych hold and take my children away. Like, that's <laughs> probably what's going to happen. Kept going through because that's what we were like, you know, what we're like good little like, soldiers. Yeah. We run a business and you're a wife and you've got three babies. And oh, by the way, you're also like volunteering with charities. And oh yeah. Making banana bread making banana bread, doing all that. And then you got to go home and have sex with your husband on top of everything else. I mean, in theory. It's a lot. <laughs> and that's a whole other thing that nobody talks about, right? No. I looked at my husband at one time. I said, we had a strong marriage going into having these kids. Yeah. We can't put pressure on each other right now for anything except keeping these people alive and keeping our businesses going and paying That's adults. right. That's right. There isn't. There is a room to have like a sexy time, Palm Springs vacation. I was like, it took the three days just to come down from my stress. And then I'm like, oh shit, I have to go back home to all of this. You're like, how did I do this to myself? Like my therapist loves to ask the question, huh, why'd you set your life up that way? Right. But we were doing all the things we were told were the thing to do. Girl boss, girl boss, look at me. I got all these people counting on me. I got these three babies. I've got this husband. I've got this job. I've got this. Thi- and you're dying inside slowly. Dying. And then you're questioning yourself because nobody was talking about it 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. That it's actually not sustainable. No not one was saying it was okay. Yeah. And so I right. look back at that time and I give myself grace. I said, sister there had no tools. She was just going through thinking. Yeah. I read all the magazines growing up. Glamour, Mademoiselle, Vogue. It's like, the work day, like we're all having our great day. And meanwhile, I'm cracking crowns. Like I had a feeling in my fingers and toes. Oh my God. Still didn't stop until years later when we left the city and just moved up to Marin. I still had my firm, Yeah, but I was yelling and screaming at everybody. And my husband looked at me one day and he's like, what? Like enough. What's happening here? Wow. Wow. You know, I fought hard to have my babies. Like I had to go to fertility and all this. And I think every mom listening yeah. Praying your children go to bed at eight because you have like five more hours worth of work to do. Shit. And then you've got to like get up and do it all again and then do it all again. And there's and no so, end to it. It's just a rinse and repeat as far as the eye can see. Rinse and repeat. Yeah. And there's no, no one was talking about it. And so to make a long story short, I just yeah. started letting clients go, like didn't renew contracts, didn't take yeah. on new business, referred yeah. out clients, and then Good. slowly wrapped up the business within a year. Amazing. And Bronwyn, I was left with myself. <laughs> <laughs> Which Ooh. is why we avoid this because we're like, oh, shit, now I got to deal with this. Uh huh. And what did you find, Jen Marples? It's really hard. So what I found was, and this is what I talked to women about, it's very painful to look at yourself when you strip things down. You're like, I'm Jen, I do crisis communications. Like Whole Foods is my client. I'm a big, important person doing important things. I employ all these people and I do all this stuff. And then you peel this all away. And also I was having health issues. So I had like adrenal fatigue and my thyroid was off. So there was all this stuff. I couldn't get out of bed. Holy so it was like I had to like kind of go into this cocoon. So I had my yeah. therapist, I had a naturopath, like anybody who could literally like a cocoon that you had to kick your way out of. And she, my therapist said, she's like, it's going to be the hardest thing you do because you can't control this, but you have to sit with the discomfort, like literally sit in it and like do the excavation and heal and then come out the other side and figure out what I wanted to do. And that led me into coaching training. And it kind of, that's just the long winded way to get me kind of where I am wow. today. Wow. And I don't want any woman to ever go through all that to be literally burning. 
Yeah. I needed to burn it all down because that was an extreme situation. Yeah. So when you think about the narratives that keep us trapped in these soul-destroying, physical health deteriorating jobs, life circumstances, one of the things that keeps us in those systems is the message, I'm too fucking old to do something different. Right? Wouldn't you say, is that like one of the main things that keeps us trapped? Totally. And I hear this from 40-year-olds. So somebody was resisting. I was saying, well, do something else. If you don't like what you're doing in a sales job, too risky, there's no base. And I said, it takes a lot to be an entrepreneur and work for yourself and do all that. Maybe for this time, for where you are in life, like just go do something else. I'm too old to do something else. And then girl, you're 41. Yeah. You got a lot. You're not too old. And then people forget that there's the transferable skills and all of that, but absolutely. Yes. You think yeah, because you've invested so much time that you yeah. trip yourself up thinking I can't do something else. Yeah, but I experienced it when I did that five minutes of dipping out there, and I was talking yeah. to, you know, I remember talking to a friend who runs like a venture capital firm that had all food products, and I used to do all this food PR. So I'm like, he's got a line into stuff. I'll go talk to him. And a lot of times when you're talking to men, and you're like, I do this, and I can do that, and they're just kind of looking at you. They're just lost because most men do stay in one thing forever. That's most right. women do many different things. And even if you have the same kind of career, you're still doing a lot of other stuff on the side, totally. whether you realize it or not. Totally. And then I started getting this feeling of, am I too old to do this? Because everyone around here is like 30. Jeez. I feel like I'm just one of the guys and one of the gals. Like I'll go to the bar and have the martinis with you. But you do, it's embedded. It's embedded. And I just know coming from the PR realm, there are a lot more women in that. Yeah. And then, yeah. so I hear from a friend who was in like the home building business that is predominantly male. There's so many yeah. people in these predominantly male industries and it's a lot harder. Yes. But again, it's just having the courage and the trust in yourself and giving yourself that time and space to really think about, are you happy? Because yeah. I mean, I, I look at it the fact that I'm 53. My mother's turning, as we're recording this, my mother's turning 77 today. And I said, well, that's impossible because she's she feels like she's 60 to me. She's still working. Always. Yeah. That's and so I'm like, if she's 77 and still working, and I'm 53, there's decades ahead of me. A hundred. Decades. There's nothing stopping us but what you're saying that the chatter out there, let's call that yep. society yep. and our own selves stopping us before we get started. That's right. Okay. So when you talk about coaching people, Jen, what does coaching look like for your clients? Is it mostly women that are... We need to call this something other than middle age. It needs a rebrand. So maybe us PR like maybe we get on that. I don't maybe know. Maybe we call it like the goddess upgrade. Like I'm in my goddess upgrade phase. <laughs> upgrade. It's like the sage, but even then that seems dowdy. And it's totally... So think everyone listening. So if you're in your fifties, even for think about the contemporaries. I look at like JLo. Oh, Holly Berry, honey, Jennifer Aniston, Jennifer Aniston. They're doing interesting work. Reese Witherspoon, Reese Witherspoon, Naomi Watts. I just went to her conference a few months ago. She's starting a whole like menopause company with products. I mean, there's all these women doing Michelle Obama. She like just keeps cranking out amazing best-selling memoirs. And I mean, you're right. So your coaching clients, are they mostly women in this goddess upgrade phase that are like, give me guidance or what kind of coaching are you doing right now? So it's kind of two sets of women that I talk yeah. to. One are the 
female entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so they kind of range, I would say, like late 30s into 60s. Yeah. And then there's this other camp, and I'm in the process of creating something amazing for these folks. And that is the woman who is in the corporate world and doesn't know what to do. No, she wants to do something else. Yeah. Or the woman who's taken time off, who was like an investment banker, lawyer, this, that, and the other, step back for the kids. And then now is really finding it hard. Like I've been out of the workforce and I don't know what I want to do, but I do know I don't want to do being a lawyer, investment banker, marketer, whatever they were doing before. Yeah. So I kind of work with those two groups. That's amazing. And so in the entrepreneur group, it's a lot of, I do like non-traditional stuff like visualization, kind of like stepping into, I'm I'm a big woo-woo person of visualization and imagining yourself doing the thing you want to do to really help you get to where you want to go. So I run masterminds and I do one-on-one coaching and women who want to step it up and like get to the next level in their business Mm -hmm. and or pivot. I have a woman right now I'm working with who's in the medical profession and she's like, all right, you know. I work with my hands. So what happens if I can't use my hands anymore? Kind of looking at the future of, okay, thought leadership and looking at some other things of how she wants to spend the next gen years. So fun. It's yeah. so fun. I and love then that. working with women who are life stage, like I was saying, haven't worked, got divorced. A lot yeah. of women are like forced into now yeah. at this yeah. age, because we know half of us get divorced. Right. So there's like, I've just lost half my friends. I've lost my husband. I haven't been working. And now I've got a number I got to hit every month, right? So yeah, it runs the gamut. And you know, I love working with both. And a lot of the women, they're private clients and they're also in the mastermind if they're starting a business. And it makes me so happy. I mean, you know this about me. Everyone needs to know this about me. I consider myself like your number one cheerleader and champion. Yes, it's true. You are. Jen, you are like one of those people. I remember the first night I ever saw your face. It was at A16 on Chestnut Street. And we were at the TWA, which is the women's group that we're both in with that we're obsessed with. But you are the kind of person that is truly cheering everyone on. And that is another part of the value of the upgrade stage of life, if we're going to call it that, is that I don't get the sense the way I used to get that we're quite so obsessed with competing with each other or outmaneuvering each other. It seems like we are all linking arms, trying to figure this out together. Is that what you're seeing too, Jen? Or was it always in our mind and it was never real anyway? I have to be honest. It was always in my mind since the dawning of time. And that's going to be maybe one book of just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. should I dealt with? We've all have those stories of other women not being supportive. I mean, I remember starting 100%. a job, meeting a, was that a firm in the city, meeting my client, but oh, she has never going to like me. She's never going to like me if I could have three Harvard degrees and she's never going to like me. And I mean, that's a whole thing, but I've always been this way. So it's interesting when, and everybody can go through this exercise. There's going to be these through lines in your life of no matter what you've done for work. I've always been a helper. I was always the one helping people get jobs, writing their resumes, telling them how to go nail an interview. I was always that person my whole life to this day family members, Jen, can you like, look at my resume and I practice my thing with you. So it's not like this big, huge jump that now I went from consulting to coaching yeah. and to like spreading the gospel of women supporting women. Yeah. But I do feel, so two things are happening. I think women are rising in general because I find myself in these groups 
and getting invited to these different things. And I see, and I, I think there's a enough already. There's more. We don't have time for bullshit and handbag talk. We got to get in deep. We got to get in deep. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, I'm a, I love it. We all love a good handbag, but that's great conversation for 30 seconds. Like, yes, girl. Did you throw something at your husband's head the other night? I'm here What's for that. What's happening with your teens? Did you almost get divorced? I mean, people got God help the people who aren't ready to hear my stories. <laughs> I'm like, Same. I don't have time for the handbag conversation. No, it's not deep. It's not deep and you're not going to make meaningful connections with people. So it goes back to like all of us stepping into our authenticity and going, this is who I am. I'm not apologizing. You don't have to like me and being okay with it because not everyone's going to like you. That's it. And being truly okay with it, which is a new part of the upgrade too, is I feel like before not being liked felt insufferable to me. And now I'm like, oh, that's all right. Everybody gets to groove with who they want to groove with. That's part of you're not too fucking old also is you have the finally that what's embedded in the courage required is that you give fewer fucks. And this is just part of the upgrade, right? I actually have compassion for people. Again, women will occasionally get the trolls on TikTok or Instagram and they want to battle me on like my language. I'm like, I don't sit here and swear. Even if I did, it doesn't matter. But it's like, you're missing the point. Yeah. So I always go back with my women supporting women message. And this is where we are. If you keep going, okay, goodbye. Find another little place to land your plane. But the second group, because I did talk to a couple of my friends who are in tech and this and that when I was, remember, I was launching my mastermind last fall and talking about women supporting women. I was just asking her for kind of outsider's perspective. And she said, Jen, you have to realize there's two camps. There's the women like you. Like I only expect to be in rooms and with people that are supportive. It's kind of like what I'm calling in. That's all I expect to see. There is the other camp. My friend, Emily said this. She said, there are women who have not yet experienced what it's like to be fully supported by another woman. She's like, I see those women every day in the big company that she works at. And it's revolutionary to me that we're still having this conversation, but it happens. And so that was really good perspective because we can get a little myopic and like, if I'm just surrounded by all these great people, but it runs rampant, people are still gossiping at dinner parties and this and that. I'm like, we have to be done. We are not at a dinner party trashing another woman. We're better than this. That gets nobody anywhere. That's right. I can't remember if you and I were talking about this or if it was Naomi and I the other day when we went and saw Tiffany Schlain's amazing human nature exhibit, but you see what it is you're looking for. So if we're looking for sisterhood, if we're looking for support and we prime ourselves in that direction, we'll find each other. But if we're expecting women that, you know, cut each other down or refuse to go deep and make you feel crazy if you say something real, then that's what we're going to find too. Some of it, I think, is like the attitude we carry into a room with us. Sometimes we get it right back at us because that's a vibe we're putting out. Right. And you're exactly right. And I actually told this to a client who was talking about somewhere she was going. She's like, oh, everyone's so catty and this, this, that, and the other. I'm like, I don't have that same experience because to your point, I don't go in expecting that. I go in expecting high vibes, women supporting women. Yes. Hey, we're here to work out and have a great time. Yes. What are you working on? How are your kids? How's yeah. that project you were doing? Yeah. And then that's what comes back. You naturally will repel yes. those other people. And if you find yourself in something like that, 
you get to walk away. Oh, you don't have to be with them. That's it. I was literally, I had a conversation with my therapist a couple of years ago and we were talking about this one vacation that I have to do with my family going to a very specific place. It's a great place. It's a great place. But I only have about 24 hours in me in that place. And I feel like I can't leave. My therapist looked at me and he's like, Bronwyn, you have a checkbook, a credit card, and a passport. You can do whatever you need to do. We forget that. We get so trapped in our mindset and being so afraid to upset the apple cart. And I guess just to bring it on home for us, to me, that is what your message, you're not too fucking old, is. is It's a reminder. You have a driver's license, a credit card, and you are over 18 years old. You get to determine what's possible or what's next. Any final thoughts you want to leave my listeners with? Yeah. So you have that passport. And so you don't get to complain because you are responsible for changing your life. I'm sorry. I'm your cheerleader. And I say that with love, but you ain't going to go nowhere if you don't make changes. It's not going to happen. You are, if you've gotten yourself into something, you can get yourself out. That's the great news. Amen. Amen. But you got to do the work. So what is it? Why are you like drowning your stars in Chardonnay every night? Or why are you bitching and moaning to friends? It's like, instead, listen to podcasts, go to a class, go see an art exhibit, put things into your life that are fulfilling and surround yourself with people that are going to lift you up and help you decide kind of what you want to do. That's it. It's on you. I'm sorry, but it's on you. And actually upgrading your tribe can help because a lot of times we might be rolling with people that are satisfied with a lack of satisfaction. And so that's what we're rolling with. So sometimes you got to go make some new friends and new people that are out there taking risks and being courageous. I think when you interview all of these incredible women entrepreneurs and business owners and just badasses on your show, do you find that that's a consistent theme? That these are women that have purposely surrounded themselves with other women who are ambitious and want to go for it? 100%. 100%. That is your cheat code to success. It's your cheat code to happiness and satisfaction. And you might not want to work and be an entrepreneur, but you might want to like play tennis. You might want to start pickleball. I don't know, golf. Yes. Find the right groups. Yes. And that's going to propel you forward in whatever you're going to do. But that, yes, absolutely 100%. And that was one of the big things I do. I bring women together all the time. I'm really great at it. But again, it's what I've been doing since the dawning of time. Who is the social chairman of her sorority? Who planned the parties in high school? Who has been the Girl Scouts? I've been bringing people together (laughs) since I was like 10. It's the truth. That's the best. And you're going to find, and I'll leave everybody with this. I call this like the Sunday night, look at your calendar for the week. If there's anything and anybody you're meeting with that makes you go, uh, just get rid of it. Like you've outgrown those people. Do not waste your time. Instead, add in things like, oh my God, I've got Bronwyn on Thursday. I can't wait till Thursday with Bronwyn or whoever that is for you out there. Because we feel like women, especially men do it too. We have to keep being friends with the people we're friends with. And I find that, especially with women who have young kids and you form this circle with the other mom friends and they're there situationally and all love to everyone because we do desperately need each other. We need each other bad in those days. So we need each other now. But it doesn't mean you need to be in each other's circles and still going out to dinner 
And I love all my friends, but I have basically, really since COVID, I've shed 90%. And by shed, I don't mean kick them to the curb. If somebody invited me to dinner, maybe I would still go. But I've upgraded and I've made myself available for new things. But I have been in masterminds. I have joined all these different groups. We're in a collective, a group together. And I manifested that. I said, I need to be around dynamic women. Me too. I did too. And help me be better. Yes. Yes. Like that's the thing is sometimes, especially if, because in different groups, we play different roles. And a lot of times gals like you and I are the ones that kind of know things in the group. I wanted to be surrounded by women that knew more than me, that I was not the knower of things in the group necessarily. I was one of many knowers. And that was one of my intentions since COVID is I wanted to find women that could teach me and up-level me, which is what you guys have been to me. You've just been such a blessing to me. Yeah, 100%. Same thing. Because it's like, oh, can you help with this? We're the fixers, the solvers. It's yes. the nature of the work we used to do. We're the PR, coaches. Coaches, problem solvers, consulting. Yes. I've got a crisis. My kid is having a crisis. My kid needs... It's like, I'm like, where do I go? Where I can yes. be lifted by these other women. And just being in the room. And I'll probably leave everybody with this. And it's the same old adage. It's if you want something to change, you're going to have to do things you've never done. And so you've got to, and it seems like so trite and so like a little small statement, but it's so important. You can't go about your day in your week with the same people, the same stuff, the same schedule, the same clients, the same work, the same everything and expect anything to change. That's right. Nothing will change. And you have to be very intentional. And I talk to women all the time who are at things. They're like, I don't know how to make friends. I read these stories and articles and it makes me sad about how for all genders, it's hard to make friends as yes. you get older. I'm like, who are those people? I'll be your friend. Totally. People all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, I can't wait to meet even more people. Think of all the new people I meet when I'm in my 70s. Like, but the difference is that you're looking for events. Yeah. You're looking for activities. You put out an invitation to this huge gathering of women that you had recently. I think it was for your birthday, even though you didn't. It wasn't for my birthday. It just happened to me before, but it was like a nice birthday gift to myself. But yeah, they're over 100. Yeah, it was like 100 people. But I think that's part of what we can all absorb from your amazingness, Jen, is you are putting yourself in the way of meeting new people, getting exposed to new ideas. In fact, I'm so proud of myself. You will be so proud of me, Jen. There's a new gallery that opened in downtown San Jose, which I never go to because it's just whatever. And it's a brand new art gallery and it's focusing on graffiti artists, like local Bay Area graffiti artists. They're having this like huge DJ event. I'm bringing two of my kids with me. Sal's out of town. I'm like, I'm going to go meet some new people in my town with my kids on Saturday night. I'm going to meet some graffiti artists. Is that fun? And I, I want to tell you that. one quick story that this reminded me of when I was like, what am I going to do? How am I packaging all this? And I was exploring and it's this, it's getting out of your comfort zone, like you're saying, and putting yes. yourself in the way of things. So I'd want to do a podcast for years. There was a woman that I'd been following for years. She had something on KQED. And so she was co-hosting and they were at Beta Brand and the mission in San Francisco. And I went by myself. My husband's like, who are you going with? I'm like, no one. Go girl. I put on a fun outfit. It's the mission. And if you don't know, it's like super edgy, like fun place in the city. I drove from the suburb into the city back where I used to live for 11 years. And I went to this podcast 
It was the most amazing night. I was like chatting with the cute little 21 year old bartenders. I was oh my God. I love you. The one woman who like just had her baby worked at Google and she was like, I'm not going to name my baby. I'm going to like let the baby name itself. So we had oh, that conversation. Sweet Jesus bless. Yeah, that's another conversation. And then have this, it was an amazing conversation about, it was like women working and like doing it all or something. But I'm like at this edgy place. I'm, I was so uplifted because the yes. thing is when you get in your rut, you feel like you're just these three things. I'm a worker, I'm a mom, I'm a wife. Yes. You go out to the mission, you go see your graffiti art and you're like, I'm, I'm a, a person of this world. I am a human. I'm a human. In this freaking world. That is right, Jen Marples. That is freaking right. I think that's where your energy, I mean, your energy comes from within because it's who you are. But I think that's part of how you keep that energy circulating in your spirit because I can feel your energy the minute I walk in the room, I'm like, Jen's here. And I think part of how you create that vortex, that swirl is by getting outside of yourself and your peeps. You have to. You got to. One of my big pieces of advice is you can get away, like yeah. literally get away and it doesn't have to be expensive. You can just go get a motel six. Yes. But spend 24 hours with yourself. Oh God. I'm not working. There's no laundry. There's no husband. There's no nothing. No kids. Oh, no oh. 24 hours. Can you imagine? I did this when I was in my exploration phase. I stayed in my mother-in-law's pool house. Do you know how much time you have when you're out of your environment? <laughs> and there's no one to take care of? There's no one, but you, you start stepping back into yourself and travel is yeah. another good thing, but you don't have yeah. to go far. It can be a road yeah. trip, but you're like, yeah. you're relying on yourself to do things. And you're like, Oh, there she is. There she, there oh she my is. God. Yes. That's the feel. There she is. She is. I gave a talk to a women's group a couple months ago and it was about busting the myth of balance at work. And I was talking about how each of us and I'm sure this is true of men too, but it's only true of us. Each of us needs a place where we can go to, to remember that we are human persons in and of ourselves, not defined by who we birthed or who birthed us or who we're married to. Just we are human persons that get to think about our own thoughts. You know what I mean? And we don't have that. If you're married with kids, that is not on the menu and you have to force it into the menu. You have to. And you know, our shared friend, Lizzie, Lizzie, yeah. B, we, love. we love Lizzie. Months ago, we went to New York together. I almost bowed out. My son was very sick. He had mono. He was like throwing oh. up in pain. He was like, so tragic. I said, do I go? The mom guilt. Like, do I fly out? Oh, yeah. like, texting him at four o'clock in the morning. My ride's coming in an hour. Are you okay? He's like, mom, go. He was, it was very sweet. Everything was fine. Oh, bless you got to force yourself out. And guess what? The kids are all going to be fine. We can all... Yeah. We can all leave. Yeah. But going to New York, I mean, talk about a place where you're going to feel yourself and oh, come back best. to who you are. I mean, it's best. like, it's never a bad idea to go to New York. Never. So we were together doing funny things and dancing in the streets and like singing songs, a bunch of like midlife broads. And we're at this like totally cool event, Naomi Watts's event, Katie Kirk speaking. I'm like, oh my God, I'm so on fire. And then I was just with myself roaming around on the way to leave to fly out of Newark. And I was just with myself and I'm like, you know what? Everybody needs to do this. You need to scrape those pennies together and go somewhere. Yes. It can be New York. It can be France, London, Shanghai, Hong Kong. It can be LA if you're in San Francisco, but yeah. somewhere where you're just by yourself and you're roaming the streets and you're doing yes. things that you want to do. I'm going to go into that taco place because I want tacos. I'm going to go into here because I want to go here. It doesn't have to mean anything. No. 
You got to do it alone, right, Jen? Because if you're with people, you are in their spinning vortex. Like you got to spin your own for a little bit, right? Yeah. Why don't they teach this stuff in college? There should, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe you and I'll go teach the class. Yeah, we need to. But like how to come into your own and come back to yourself because yeah. we all have those roles. Like you're saying, you're a mom. And if you go on a family vacation, you're here. If you're with your parents, you drop back into being a child and you, you lose track of who you are. It's like the That's single right. most important thing I think I did right. when I was going through my whole transformation mm-hmm. was taking time by myself. And I actually spent three days and I was in my mother-in-law's pool house. We only met for dinner. I did not see her the entire day. I had like, I don't even know how many hours that is alone, just alone with thoughts. And it's very easy to do. And it doesn't have to cost a lot of money and be fancy. But you you just have to, but you you can do it. You have to freaking do it. That's to do it. You have to do it. Okay, Jen, I love you so, so much. Thank you. I will make sure everyone... If you do nothing else, get on Jen Marple's newsletter. Yeah, just go to my website and you can yep. get on my newsletter. You can see the podcast there. You can see what I offer. I have complimentary calls if you're interested in coaching. Get and that website everywhere. and also find her on Instagram. Is it at Jen Marple's on Instagram? That's Jen Marple's on Instagram, LinkedIn, yep. Facebook, Twitter. She is more fun than a barrel of monkeys. I'm telling you, thank you so, so, so much. Big hugs. Thank you. This is a blast. I could talk to you for hours. Me too, girl. Isn't she just the best? Jen can be found on Instagram at Jen Marples and on anywhere podcasts are streamed. Just search Jen Marples show and you will find her. She's also on LinkedIn and TikTok and all the places. Just wherever you hang out, go find her. She's there. Hey, if you're still with me and you haven't already, hit subscribe so you can get my latest episodes delivered hot off the press. And feel free to share this with someone who could use a little inspiration. If you're looking to go further on this journey as a communicator, head over to bronwyncommunications.com forward slash subscribe. And on Monday mornings, you will receive a communication tip to work with for the week. And on Saturday mornings, you'll receive a short little email with three things I am listening to or reading or digging right now. Also find me on my new YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash this is Bronwyn, B-R-O-N-W-Y-N, where I drop new content every Thursday covering strategies for getting more confident during moments of conflict. And speaking of conflict, if you're dealing with a tough client or work situation and you need better skills for managing difficult conversations, check out my new online course called the No Enemy Client Conversation. And that is noenemy.com bronwyncommunications.com that's noenemy.bronwyncommunications.com as always you can find me on instagram at bronwynsf where i offer a lot of behind the scenes insights into how i make all this content and run my business for those coaches and solopreneurs who need a little inspo and lastly if your company or organization needs a high voltage keynote speaker who knows how to melt faces and blow minds virtually or in real life i'm your gal Shoot me a note. Let's make some magic happen. That's Bronwyn at BronwynCommunications.com. Thanks for being here. And as always, shine on. We need your light. I'll see you next time.